Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Leo Maitland, KCBS Foodie Chef at Astra. Chef Mikey Adams. Chef, good to see you. How are you? I'm great. What are we drinking? Uh, I know it's an amazing Pinot Noir, but can you remind me of where it's from again? <laughs> uh, my good friend, John Truchard. Cheers, Chef. Come on, Cheers. together. Here we go. Mm. A perfect Pinot right there uh, from Trouchard, Napa County. Uh, Mikey, chef, can I call you Mikey? Yes. We're going to go back in time before we talk about uh, your journey that got you here. Let's go way back, uh, growing up in Santa Cruz, in the family. Who was cooking, if anyone in the family? And what was coming out of the kitchen at home growing up? Uh, My mom and my dad both cooked. Uh, My mom mostly uh, but uh, when my dad did, it was always something very special and thoughtful. Yeah. Um, but my favorite meal that my mom made was uh, hamburger burritos. <laughs> okay. okay, let's talk about the hamburger burrito. It was a team effort because my dad would make the guacamole. My mom would make the, the, uh, all the other uh, components of the burrito. But it was just something special for the family. Yeah. And, you know, growing up in California, that, that's what you eat. And it was like this mixture of, um, you know, some traditional Mexican and sure. some Californian, you know, and, and it just uh, culminated in an amazing burrito. So to this day, is that the one item, the one food memory that when you have it, if you even have it anymore, takes you back home or is there something else? Oh, yeah, that that definitely does. And also uh, spaghetti. I, I loved spaghetti growing yeah. up. That was like, I'm right there. I'm right there with you. So good. Uh, you went to college, not a culinary school. Uh, you studied theology, mm-hmm. Edinburgh, Scotland. Mm-hmm. Tell me about those years. How were they? They were amazing. Uh, very eye-opening. It defined me. Um, just a lot of hard work and studies. And, and you know, uh, I had to have something to fall back on. Uh, well, first I had to have a job. Jo- uh, job's to, good. To, pay the to survive, pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> And and so I thought, well, I'm going to get a job in a kitchen. It's 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 all I know how to do besides um, study, and so I did that while I was studying. And I and in my mind, I said, you know, if if it doesn't go anywhere with with my uh, master's program, then cooking can always be a fallback. Sure. And uh, what what was a fallback became an obsession, and uh, it's all I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Well, so here I am. Look at you now. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad that fallback became an obsession because we just had one of the most glorious happy tummy lunches I've had in an age. We'll get into it and dissect it in just a moment. Uh, Edinburgh, 
Let's talk about Scottish food. Oh, <laughs> oh man, I can go on and on. I love it. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. What was your favorite uh, when you think about Edinburgh? Think about Scotland. Uh, what's the food memory? Oh, haggis. Um, they, well, really, um, just going to amazing cheese shops and butchers and and just the level of of expertise and focus that went into ingredients in Scotland and and just the the amazing food that you can get anywhere and any neighborhood you live in I lived I lived in a few places in Edinburgh and wherever there wherever I lived there's always your local shops where you can just get amazing things and and uh but I'd have to say haggis is incredible and I love a haggis toasty oh yeah I've had a few of those in my time it's been a while um Edinburgh, the accent, did you pick up a little while you were there? Aye, a wee bit. Aye, a wee bit. A wee bit. <laughs> did you support any local teams? Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I, well, I, I support all the teams. I, I love Celtic, <laughs> uh, Celtic, I love Hearts, and, yeah. uh, um, you know, I went to, I actually went to a Hearts game, which was really cool. Um, but they they got beat pretty bad. It was a friendly with Barcelona, oh, wow. and uh, yeah. but I, I supported Scotland. You good, know? good, good. They're hardcore <laughs> fans there. They are. Yeah. Uh, a pub, Harrington's, would be one of the f- first places you worked early on in your, the early days of your career. What are your memories of working at Harrington's? Um, just you know, finishing up school, uh, going straight to work, and. Uh, uh, being very busy, uh, a little overwhelmed. It was, it was a very, it was a busy Irish pub, and uh, uh, you know, it it, it was a, it was an eye-opening experience when when you go and work in a restaurant for the first time. And uh, I started off washing dishes, and and I was so organized, and I worked so hard doing that that I that you know the chef noticed that and then had me prep and and started teaching me how to cook, and that's where it all started yeah. and uh and then then cooking and working in restaurants kind of became uh, something that I, I wanted to do uh, was yeah. there a light bulb moment chef uh when you recall thinking this could be my career not just you know the backup gig uh but this is a passion this is real uh was there that kind of moment for you and when did that happen that happened to me in edinburgh um so i i was cooking and i was working in a couple of different restaurants while i was studying and um, when I was about to finish my master's and um, after several months of basically writing a, a book of the, my dissertation, I, I, um, I was working in a little restaurant called Metatronio um, in, in, uh, off Broughton Street um, in Newtown in Edinburgh. Yeah. And uh, the chef there was an amazing guy. We became really good friends. And he he noticed how, how organized I was and just how diligent I was with with everything that I did in the kitchen and and he said, "Hey, uh, one of my best friends is the chef at the Tower Restaurant here yeah. in Edinburgh, and yeah. I think you should go stage there. Sure. Um, I see a lot of potential, but if you go there, you got to make a choice. If you don't want to be a chef, don't waste anybody's time. But mm-hmm. if there's something inside of you that thinks you may want to be a chef one day, yeah, go and stage and see what happens." And you did, and, and yeah, and I did, and that was this, that was the eye-opening experience. Yeah, um, your journey brought you back to back to America, back to Santa Cruz, uh, time up in Hillsburg, uh, Doug King, time back in San Francisco, Mark Doman, uh, a lot of great chefs uh, in the wings, mentors. Of all those mentors, uh, where did you learn the most lessons? Who was the biggest influence? Would you say? 
Oh, wow, that's a hard one. Because uh, <laughs> they're all your friends, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it was... Chef Doug taught me to be very patient and taught me not to be so hard on myself. Uh, Chef Mark um, really showed me what I'm, what I'm capable of. Um, you know, there's times as a, as a cook or as a chef where you, you, just the thought of doing something is overwhelming. And, and then a chef challenges you to do it and they, and they believe in you and, and you achieve it. And it's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. Um, and then Chef Jason Franey, uh, he believed in me enough to, to train me how to be an actual chef chef and, and run a kitchen yeah. so i think you know all of all the chefs i've worked with i've taken so much from them and 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 now it's up to me to carry that on it's on your shoulder chef right That's here right. uh right. well listen we're here at astra reimagined uh restaurant not reimagined it's it's a brand new concept here at the saint regis in san francisco uh astra what's behind the name and there's some uh, there's some meaning behind it right yeah, so it has to do with the with the family, uh, the the the, uh, the owners, that the proprietors of the Saint Regis, um, going all the way back a long, long time ago. And, so a family uh, tie. That's right, and uh, so it it refers to Ad Astra, which means to the stars, which I think ties into what what I want to do here um, in my philosophy, which you know the sky is the limit. Actually, the sky is too limiting. I want to go beyond that, <laughs> and uh, I think the potential. Of anyone, if 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 you if you want it enough, you can do amazing things, and, yeah. and you can be extraordinary. Well, so. you have a you have a clean slate to work with here. Mm-hmm. We had an extraordinary lunch. Uh, before we get into the menu uh, and the offerings here, what what would you say to someone who's not yet been here? How would you describe Astro? What's it all about? What's the experience here about? I would describe it as really delicious uh, modern food. Um, there's no real limited pantry here. We, we, we pull from several, um, several traditions and cultures, you know, being California, I think we owe that to the diners that they can have a full experience here. Um, hyper seasonal. Um, it's all about the ingredients and they have to be the best of the best. And, um, yeah, I think it, it's just, you know, very delicious, modern food that, that's thoughtful. Yeah. And, and, well, uh, I know that because I just had this amazing <laughs> lunch. And by the way, the team here brought Sexy back. Not talking about you, Chef. Yeah, you too. But look at this space. I mean, it's uh, beautifully designed. This is a place you want to hang out. It's a bar you want to sit on or sit at. <laughs> you may sit on the bar too. That happens too. Uh, it's, a, it's a restaurant you want to come and enjoy for, for lunch, for dinner. You're doing breakfast here too? That's right. Breakfast every day. So the whole thing, come for breakfast, stay for lunch and dinner. Uh, let's talk about some of the dishes here. So we had a very special dish, short rib, uh, a jammy caramelized onion. There were some truffles in the mix. Talk us through that dish you brought to us today. So that one's been on my mind for a while. Um, a friend of mine, um, Justin Moss from Dorsey uh, Provisions, uh, brought me some amazing olive-fed short rib and uh i cooked it off and then the inspiration started happening the ideas started happening the wheels were turning so i thought this would be very good on a on a, on a piece of bread uh sourdough um super buttery and i thought oh cultured butter braised short rib what a combination and then uh and then you know we needed to have something sweet there so we've got that that fig and caramelized mm. onion jam and um and now that ramps are in season I thought, well, let's let's top it with um, some grilled ramps and some fresh ramp tops, and and uh, and then I tasted it and I thought, oh, it needs something more. 
Um, so then I, I added, more, yeah. more. <laughs> so it's got notes of, of black garlic, molasses. Uh, I'm not giving away too much, but uh, and and then the, some freshness is needed there because it's so rich. So I added some jalapeno and, and Fresno chili, um, and arugula, which is just a nice light salad on top listen we we had an orgy of food let me just tell you that and friends uh, and the truffle don't forget yeah. the truffle and the and the black truffle to top it all off thank you to our friends uh, in france for that yeah. um chef your burger what sets it apart uh, i think it's it's its simplicity i think too many times people try to overthink a burger and um, food shouldn't be overthought i think it, it should be food that that that's not uh it's not so complex or there's so many components that you, you the flavors get muddled and you lose and lose what you're eating um so the burger is pretty straightforward it's 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 a simple salad of red onion and lettuce and um good cheese um, an amazing spread um which is a, a caramelized onion ketchup um mm. So it's like an onion marmalade made into a ketchup, basically, um, mixed with Kewpie uh, mayo that we make in-house here. And, and, uh, and then really good uh, um, beef, uh, Mishima, American Wagyu. Yeah. And uh, it's just uh, chuck, um, chuck roll. And uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's a simple burger. And yeah. I think its simplicity speaks volumes. Well, listen, for our non-meat eaters, you do a mushroom mm. toasted sandwich. Uh, talk us through that. So the hot fried mushroom sandwich. There you so, go. You said hot yeah. fried mushroom sandwich. <laughs> I mean, you got me at the title right yeah. there. Yeah, that one is. Uh, um, so I had a chef that worked for me in the past, and he would always tell me, "Chef, you've got to put on a uh, a fried mushroom sandwich. People will love it." And so since this was years ago, and I've always thought about that, and I wanted to do it. And then when I started here, I thought I'm going to do it this time. And with the you know the the Nashville hot fried chicken is a big thing right now and i thought well why don't, why don't i try to do that with the fried mushroom sandwich so basically i took what i would do for a fried chicken with the breading and and everything and and then i made a, a hot fried oil and and uh kind of put it together and it tasted amazing um and uh, now it's kind of taken off and it's become a favorite at the restaurant and sign me up i'll take yeah. another <laughs> it's good it's, it's good to have a, a vegetarian item that people would order over over a protein yeah you know so. chef your kale salad is a tower of kale delight it looks like a christmas tree <laughs> a fat christmas tree and it's been snowing yeah that's right yeah make it rain with that manchego cheese let on me top. tell you wow yeah um it's a it's a great salad. It's been with me for years. Um, the inspiration comes from a salad that my that I love. My wife loves uh, um, it, that we would always get in Santa Cruz um, kale salad. And you know, as a chef, I wanted to take that salad that we loved and elevate it, um, make it really special. And that's what I did. And you know, I, I think kale pairs really well with chili. So there's some espalette in there. Um, and then the my parents are old hippies, so the dressing is called a hippie vinaigrette, which is a a mixture of hemp seeds and all these uh, sunflower seeds and flax seeds and uh um seasoned is that, is that a little a little nod to the folks that's right yeah. always yeah now, yeah when are we going to see the lily salad you've got nature old oh, yeah. daughter lily yeah when are we going to see the lily salad on the oh, menu man that, that, it's coming <laughs> she loves she loves my salad she's actually a big salad eater which yeah. is which is great um, um I'm, I'm so excited to share 
your story uh, and what you're doing here. Uh, and just to get personal for you, obviously, your passion outside the kitchen is your little one, your wife, your family. Uh, I know you're a music fan because I see the letters TCB in a tattoo right there. Uh, a big Elvis fan, huh? Oh, yeah, I love Elvis. I love rock and roll. Um, so if you weren't a chef, you might be what? Oh, man, lead singer in a rock and roll band. <laughs> you know, it's funny, but a uh, dear publicist friend of mine was in a rock and roll band. He may be able to get you a couple of gigs. Yeah. Uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't sing too well, so, you know, yeah. he can drum, but he, right. he doesn't, can't sing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Chef, uh, what do you tell folks? Come here, come and vibe, enjoy the great wine list, the killer cocktails at the bar. But here at Astra, uh, the experience they will have here for dinner will be what? Oh, we just really want to take care of our guests and give them the most the most special dining experience. It means the world just to have anybody here and to have you guys here today just makes all this hard work worth it. And my goal is I just want to change people's lives through through their dining experience and for the better. Um, we all need it. And I mean, why not? You know. Well, listen, you're sending me into the weekend uh, with a happy tummy and uh, memories from this lunchtime meal. I always want to sit at this table. What table is this one? Table 11. Table 11. Sign me up. Table 11. First Friday of the month. Folks, come and join me. Uh, Chef, keep on doing great things. A new journey for you here. Uh, This reimagined restaurant as you walk into the St. Regis. Brand new concept. Brand new chef at the helm. uh, And a great team here uh, to support you as you go. Uh, Chef, appreciate your time, brother. Uh, Friends, do yourself a favor. Astra at the St. Regis in San Francisco. Dining is back. Uh, And to come here uh, is to enjoy the cuisine of a chef, thoughtful, passionate, uh, who brings more than his imagination, and there are no limits here. So when you dine here, uh, be prepared to be surprised. You'll be happy you come. Friends, more on Chef Mikey Adams' story. You'll find it at kcbsradio.com and click on Foodie Chap. Cheers to you, my friend. Cheers. If we were to sing a song right now, what would it be? Oh, man. My way? <laughs> All shook <laughs> yeah. up, Elvis? <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.